hello and welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 22. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. And we've been away a bit a bit longer than normal, haven't we? Uh, we have. We were getting into quite a good sort of um, routine, weren't we? Sort of once every two weeks at least, maybe yep. more than that. And, and then... Somebody decided they had to go on holiday, didn't I they? I went on holiday. You don't deserve a holiday. 22 episodes is... You, you wouldn't work 22 days and expect a holiday. I would. You get, th- like, 25, 30 days annual leave, don't you? So you can sort of take one every... 22 days is not enough working time. Technically, in, technically maybe you should have been allowed one day's holiday for... Um, if you were pro ratering that down, well, you maybe. might have been worth one day's holiday. Well, we went for we went for seven days and a very enjoyable time. We had I'm going to well. speak to HR about that. I'm not not too sure. But Do we have an HR department on our podcast? Uh, we've barely got a staff force, let alone a, a HR, <laughs> and indeed, none of us are getting paid. So this podcast is entitled "We Didn't Tamper with Our Balls During the Recording of This Podcast." Or did we? <laughs> no, we definitely didn't. Um, and that is obviously a reference. Get your hands to... out your pockets, Fisher. Put your hands on the table where everyone can see them, <laughs> even though this is purely an audio event and no one can actually see anything that's going on. So I suppose we'll talk a little bit about that uh, later on. Um, things from the last podcast, if you can remember back when it was, was it even in March? Uh, was it this year? I can't remember. It was It was at the start of March, I think. It was March the 5th. With so we just, just sneaked it in, didn't we? Yeah, because yeah. it was it was Crufts, weren't it? It was both World Women's Day and Crufts um, began on the same day, didn't they? Yes. Or were on the same day. Um, and just for, just say that we, I, I did a bit of a quiz, if you remember, about the controversy um, at Crufts or things that happened at Crufts or yes. things that you might not know about Crufts and all that kind of thing. Well, actually, there was, there was a little bit of controversy. I don't know if you remember seeing this in the news, but um, two I was animal... An oh, you were? Well, there you go. Two animal activists stormed in uh, as we were announcing the winner. And what did they say? I don't know what they were doing exactly. I think oh. it was something to do with... Uh, dogs that aren't supposed to be dogs, the, the sort of man-made type dogs, if you know what I mean. So we're talking um, pugs. Oh, right, um, okay, yeah. What do they call them? Puggles, which are sort of... Half half pug, half muggle, is that right? Something like that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> half poodle, something like that, yeah. So we're talking about... And they sort of stormed in, stormed in and sort of they were sort of protesting against that. But that just thought we mentioned that because we did cover Crufts uh, in our last podcast. That, that can make it onto next year's Crufts quiz then, can't it? it I obviously, suppose it can do. During that, the answer quiz, now. during that quiz, obviously, you uh, revealed the important thing that there was only one dog that ever pooed live on a... Yeah, and I don't know if it happened this year. I should have looked in to find out whether a dog actually... You should have looked into the poo, shouldn't you? I <laughs> should have, yeah. Um, anyway, what are we having to drink today, Fisher? Uh, I've got us a bottle of Marston's Pedigree, uh, an amber ale. Um, I thought it, this used to be the official... See, this be- could have been last week's. This could have been the last podcast for you. It would have been perfect. Actually, come to think of it, we had Yorkshire Terrier, I think, last year. Yeah, it? so uh, we're sticking last, with last the week. dogs, are we? Yes, yeah, so it's ties into Crufts again, obviously. Uh, I think it used to be the official beer of the England cricket team. Um, oh, right, so it does tie in with it today. Just t- tie in a little bit of. with the theme, sort of, yeah. Um, I think also bottle tops is something that was previously used uh, for ball tampering as well, by the way. Perhaps the England cricket team were drinking that um, a few days ago. When they were bowled all out for 58. Could, <laughs> he, could well now, been. you know full well I haven't got a clue what I'm talking about with cricket, yeah. but I do understand that that isn't very good. That's not a very good total. <laughs> um, so I will... You were saying... Uh, I'm just going to open the bottle of beer now. <laughs> so, uh, we need to do Apology of the Week. Um, there's a couple of apologies, isn't there? First of all, it's quite a long ago since our last podcast. Yeah, but sometimes good things come to those who wait, which was a theme, to, which is the uh, slogan of Guinness, wasn't it? Which, and obviously, it was St. Patrick's Day. It is, and actually, we were going to do a St. Patrick's-themed podcast, weren't we? But we just couldn't squeeze it in in time. So, uh, we were going to even have a Guinness, weren't we, as part of that podcast, because that would make perfect sense. 
Um, but it didn't happen, did it? We so. were. Also, actually, I was thinking about doing that. Sorry podcast. to everyone called Patrick out there uh, yeah. who was hoping for a St. Patrick's Day podcast. Any Irish people, um, we'll make up for it next time. It could be a lot worse because I'd actually had the idea that um, as an apology for not doing a St. Patrick's Day podcast, I would actually present the rest of this week's podcast uh, with an Irish accent. But <laughs> I'm not really I'm not really sure it's a very good idea. What do you reckon, Jimbo? It's, it's all right. It, it blends into the Louis Walsh one that you do as well, which is slightly <laughs> higher pitched, I think. There could well be an impression from me later on as well. Yeah. You know, I don't normally like to attempt impressions, but I'm going to have a go at it later on. Well, as far as I'm concerned, everyone who's from Ireland is from exactly the same place, and they've <laughs> all got exactly the same accent. <laughs> which I think generally this accent they're doing is probably a bit more of a Northern Irish accent. I think so, it's yeah. Difficult to tell. But um, did we have another apology? Uh, we definitely Apart from for that, we'll, we'll apologise next week for this Irish accent that yes, you're we'll apologise to both Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland for that appalling accent. Um, I do have an apology, actually, because I missed out a question um, that we mentioned on uh, last week's show. We were doing a quiz to do with um, international women and some of the great women through time. And um, I'd got a question about Michelle Obama that I didn't ask. So I thought I would ask it now. Okay. So... Do you know how Michelle and Barack Obama first met? I thought you'd done this one. I don't think so. I thought you said that they were... Oh, this I'm thinking of somebody else. Oh, you might be thinking of... Theresa May. Theresa May and her husband. And uh, yeah, which is... Benazir Bhutto. Uh, I mean, I could say it's an easy mistake to make, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, steady on. <laughs> um... <laughs> uh, no, go on then. I, I have no idea how they met. Do you want me to... Do uh, you have any options? Um... I thought we normally get multiple choice. Uh, well, no, <laughs> we do do, 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 do no, we do multiple choice, but obviously it's not part of the quiz. So, uh, all right, okay. If you could maybe hazard a guess at how they way met. that they may have may have met. Well, last week, to, uh, apparently Theresa May and um, whatever her fellow's called Philip May is it? Philip May, yeah. Met at a Tory party disco. Yes. If you could ever imagine one of them, I mentioned that last week. Yeah. Um, I don't think uh, Barack Obama and um, Michelle Obama met the same way. Um, because I don't think they'd have been at a Tory party disco. <laughs> no, um, they've got a lot more style than Did that, they meet at another disco? Uh, He's quite a good, cool guy, is, uh, Obama. He, he is. likes his music. He is. But Anything to do with music? It's nothing to do with music. It was work-related. Okay. But it's a, bit more, it's a bit more specific than that. So what do you think the circumstances were around the meeting at work? Is it one of those that you see in films where somebody drops the papers, they both bend down to pick the papers up and brush each other's hands gently? Uh, no, I think that probably gets you in a bit of trouble in the workplace nowadays. <laughs> um... It was actually the case that Barack Obama was working as an intern at a certain place where Michelle Obama already worked, and she'd been assigned to mentor him. Okay. And they ended up getting married. All oh, right, fair so, enough. So, um, obviously, well, you're perhaps not a million miles away, but I'm bending down and uh, it, brushing hands. It, 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 it was a film-like meeting, weren't it? Like, what kind of happens in films, I suppose. I believe so. I it could have been a romantic comedy. Uh, could have been. I mean, yeah, was, it, was, was there a film like when Harry met Sally or something like that? Uh, yes, yeah. When but, Barack met Michelle? Yeah. It's not got the same ring to it, but... Not, not quite, no. Um, but that is how they met. They, they were in the workplace. She was meant to be looking after him. Uh, and he turned out quite liked her and asked her out on a date and ended up getting married um, a number of years later. There we go. Very nice. And we'll have to include that next time you do a quiz. We, we should see, this is going to be a regular feature. Questions I should have included in the quiz but forgot. Uh, no, it's all right. We've, we've got the bit coming up where we do the joke we should have done last week. We'll do that now, shall we? So, the joke that we should have done last week... Um, this is one that Fisher spotted that we should have done, and this is me at the end of our World Women's Day quiz last week when we'd been uh, Fisher had been asking me about some of the world's greatest women and all that kind of thing. So here's me at the end of that quiz last week. 
I okay. enjoyed that. Thank you very um, much. And a big shout out to uh, International Women's Day. Some yep. great um, women mentioned in that list. And we also mentioned Theresa May as well. So, shall we talk about what's been going on in the news? There's been a fair bit going on. Um, some of it might be a bit old news now because we've not done a podcast for a few weeks. Yeah. Um, I don't know where to start, really. So, first of all, we did say at the start of the episode that we will not be tampering with our balls during the making of this podcast. We will not. And that is a reference to the Australian cricket team. Uh, Australian cricket team, a notably aggressive cricket team who often get lonely, stood up on their moral high ground of <laughs> how well-behaved they are and who play tough and fair. It transpired that one of their players, uh, Cameron Bancroft, took some um, he took some adhesive onto the pitch with him, put some um, sort of rough substance on it, and tried to rough up part of the cricket ball, which is technically known as ball tampering. Um, and it turned out afterwards, this is a slight strange thing. He basically got caught doing it. TV cameras, there are a lot of cameras around on a cricket pitch nowadays, and it looks for this kind of thing. Uh, and you know what he did with this kind of rough adhesive paper that he got? No idea. Shoved it down his trousers. Okay. <laughs> you want to be careful where you're putting rough adhesive paper. Exactly, yeah. I mean, out of all the stupid things you could have done, we thought ball tampering was bad. You, know, you almost end up ball waxed, I suppose, the afterwards. <laughs> um, Does this kind of thing go on often in cricket? Because, you know, as people might know or may not know, Cric- Fisher is a massive cricket fan, whereas I am not. Um, not that I don't like to pay a bit of attention to it, but um, I, as I was sort of reading about it, I found it really strange how they sort of just sat there in the press conference and really just openly talked about this uh, ball tampering incident, yeah. and as if it's something that just goes on normally anyway. Well, it it's something that shouldn't go on, but as in any sports, um, you know, for example, recently we had this thing with Bradley Wiggins and him taking a um, uh, hay fever tablets, which potentially increases performance. As with any sports, they'll try and push the limits and try and gain whatever advantage you possibly can. It just sounds like an odd thing to do, though. I mean, you don't see, you know, somebody cutting a hole in a tennis bat or, you know, and tampering with a tennis bat or well, somebody I've... somebody in badminton, you know, tampering with the cock. You don't, you just yeah. don't, it's just not <laughs> something that you see. Um, I think you'd have to be a very... A very relaxed tennis player if you didn't realise that your opponent had chopped a hole in your tennis bat um, wouldn't you really yeah, I mean you know you, you don't see David De, De Gea um, sort of building a wall in his net or something it just, it just seems one of those really odd and obvious things to do particularly when you've got a lot of cameras yeah well I suppose he's not Donald Trump so he won't build a wall in his net but uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very strange thing to do because it was very blatant what is quite common is people having sweets in the mouth you can put saliva on the ball you can put sweat on the ball and any bodily fluid um albeit generally sweat and saliva are the two that people tend to put on there, uh, onto a cricket ball to try and shine it up. So it's not that uncommon for people to have sweets in the mouth to try and generate extra saliva to help put on the ball to help shine it up. And the whole point is you try and get one shiny side to the ball and one rough side. So the strange thing was that they openly admitted doing it. It was quite obvious. Uh, afterwards, it was claimed that the leadership group decided to do it and then today they announced that there's only two people in this. Only two people in the leadership group, which is slightly strange, which is Steve Smith and David Warner, the Australian captain and vice captain. So have you ever known, a, do we, would we call ourselves a podcasting group, the two of us? Um, well, would, who'd be in the leadership group? Uh, well, that, that's the whole point. People are thinking they might so, actually so be So they're, they're calling a leadership people. group when there's just two of them? Uh, well, no, I think the, probably the, the insinuation for many people is that there's actually a lot more people involved in the group oh, than they're maybe letting okay. on, and a few more people actually knew about it. The slight strange thing is that um, 
the two players in question are both batsmen, or the three players in question are all batsmen, uh, as were they were doing a favour for the bowlers. So you would have thought the bowlers might actually have some kind of input into mm. to this and what they're doing. That would make a lot more sense. Well, it's only a game, isn't it, as they might say, but um, I'm sure some people don't accept that view. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, I, I suppose it's quite bad if your country's prime minister criticises you and says it's a very disappointing day for the country. Um, and I suppose it's good for the cricket to be on the on the front pages of the newspapers. I mean, they've not been on the front pages since Ben Stokes punched someone outside a nightclub in September. So good that we're back up there. Yeah. Doing great marketing. And it's again. not involving the England cricket team. It's not involving the England cricket team. Yet. Not yet. Well, not yet. I, you think you, you, you believe the England cricket team are, are all above board all the time? They don't tamper with the balls, do they? I'd suspect that they tamper with the ball as much as any other team does probably ah really uh, and okay. that's not to, uh, no I, I, I don't I can't understand how it makes I mean I know you've just explained it but I still can't understand how it makes a lot of difference but you know you're, you know cricket I suppose it does uh, should we move on what, we got to, what else have we got to talk about then well we often talk about ethics and good behaviour um, and I often say to you you know we're representing the Waste to Web Space podcast when we're out and about you're a presenter for the Waste to Web Space podcast. You're representing us and our brand. And what I often say to you is, if you see a child who you don't know, whatever you do, don't spit on them. <laughs> and unfortunately, Jamie Carragher hasn't quite followed that uh, same thing when it comes to working for Sky Sports and um, and indeed representing whoever it is that he represents, including himself, obviously. Um, and when he was driving back home from a game of football, it was Liverpool versus Manchester United, um, he had been wound up apparently by various drivers when he was going back home and someone wound the window down to him and sort of made a few comments and he spat at them but unfortunately spat on their young child <laughs> oh dear uh, and for, we are so lucky Jim I Bob. mean as a pundit did he have other pundits sort of you know commenting on, on the sort of distance he managed to get it or <laughs> accuracy you know yeah, it, a few people might be trying to get their own back there yeah well it's it, we are just so lucky that fortunately this was all being filmed by the person who was driving his car at the time. He wasn't really concentrating <laughs> on the road, he was more bothered about filming Jamie Carragher. Um, and that, that, that came out in the news. Um, but, not to be upspurred. <laughs> yeah, there if, was... if, if spitting at uh, children isn't, isn't, isn't good enough, then the next stage is... Uh, Put one of them in hospital. And just drive into them, yeah. Yeah, uh, and Ant from Ant and Deck, um, unfortunately, uh, has got a few problems at the moment. Um, but when you do have a few problems, that doesn't necessarily excuse that you can... Uh, I mean, it's legi- uh, acceptable to, to drink and drive. It's a very serious incident. He, he crashed his car into, um, I think, another parked car and it resulted in a young child being taken to hospital. I believe it's only as a precaution, but nonetheless, can't be very nice I mean, it's, his mum must be so, so ashamed of him. Um, well, at least I thought that, but then I realised she was in the car with him. All right. <laughs> What was she That's, doing? I, wouldn't your thoughts have said, you know, can you not just behave and not drive while you've had too much to drink? I suppose what we don't know is whether he'd had just a little bit over the limit or a lot over the limit. Not that that particularly makes much of a difference. You're responsible for your vehicle, irrespective of um, how much you've had to drink, and you, you shouldn't do it, basically, is the main point to that. But the, the strangest it, thing about all of this is we haven't had the call, have we? We haven't. I mean, if you need two presenters to replace... <laughs> I, I admit that Deck's not actually done anything wrong yet, and he's sort of still ready and ready to go, and I think he's actually presenting the last two programmes on, on his own. It's going to be really strange, that, isn't it? I think it is. I mean, they've been working together for what sort of... If, 18, do, you think, do, you think, do you think the uh, Saturday night takeaway figures will be boosted by people just wanting to see... see wanting to freak themselves out with, why is there only one of them? What's going on? And, and that, that sort of feeling that somebody else should be there. It'd be really weird, won't it? I, I think part of the problem is going to be that it's presented by Deck. I mean, you could at least sort of say, and here to present Saturday Night Takeaway, it's Ant. But if Deck didn't come out, you know, I think it's not too bad. But if it's just it's Deck, you think, hang on, it should be Ant and Deck. You know, so that makes it sound too too bad. I mean, I don't see why they don't get 
Anton Dubeck to present it could they could his own. <laughs> Anton Dubeck Saturday Night Take. People might not even cut on and you know, it should be all right. Or they could have just looked for other people called Anthony, maybe. Yeah, I mean, not sure who we'd have. Maybe. It's not like it's called Anthony McPartland and Declan Donnelly's Saturday Night Takeaway. They just found, or just got a massive ant to do it instead. <laughs> yeah. And the Ant-Man, we spoke about this a few weeks ago, I think, yeah. on a podcast, didn't we? It could be perfect. That, 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 instead of just making those rubbish films, it could be <laughs> sort of in warm-up to replace Ant. Um, yeah, you could have Anthony Cotton. Adam and the Adamant. Adamant. Anthony Costa. Angela Rippon. Um, <laughs> Ant Hegarty from the Jice. Um, so who, who knows what they're going to do? Um, but it sounds like Dex going to do it on the last couple of shows. I don't understand I think why. the last one's in Florida, which is one of the big issues, because uh, obviously people, I think the people in Florida were hoping for... Not that I'm, I'm really 100% sure how, how popular Ant and Dex are in America, but apparently they don't let down the people of Florida. Um, really? Yeah, we, we, we yeah that that's so that's why they they're sticking with deck and sticking with the show and not cancelling the show and finding other people to do it and there's even rumours that um, potentially Bruce Willis might step in uh, while it's obviously in Florida and while they've got Hollywood available to them uh, or even The Rock. The Rock. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Which right. is, uh, and one of uh, The Rock's special moves when he was a wrestler was um, The Rock Bottom, which is exactly where Ant McPartland is at the minute. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, sir. Um, I suppose one of the things that I think is, why aren't Little Ant and Deck been lined up to present it? Probably because they're not little anymore. They're about 35, probably. aren't they? <laughs> They're probably our age, they're probably doing yeah. their own podcast. I'd suspect Little Ant's possibly better at driving than Big Ant, to be fair. But uh... So, do you think this... I mean, I, I was contemplating this the other week when you went on holiday, thinking of just maybe presenting the show on my own. Get another Fisher in to do it. Yeah, or Bruce Willis. Yeah, if, if he'd have been up for it. <laughs> if, he, if he was interested. Um, anything else we want to talk about before we move on? Um, yeah, Vladimir Putin was elected. Can you believe this, right? They had an election in Russia to elect a new president. Have a guess who won it. No idea. It was Vladimir Putin. <laughs> what was the chance of that? Uh, I think he got around... I'm not, I'm not going to make the same joke that everyone else did, saying he got 103% of the vote, but I think he got about sort of 70% of the vote, something like that. Um, which His obviously... closest rival wasn't allowed to enter, was he? Because yeah, we, we, he wasn't allowed to be in the race, was he? Uh, no, I think he Which is now. a bit suspicious, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, y- yes, well, yeah. who knows what happens to uh, Vladimir Putin's enemies and the people who uh, stand against him. Um, we couldn't possibly speculate and we think he's a great man and uh, we're delighted that he's won with such a high percentage of the vote. Did he have a celebration um, drink or like a toast with the um, other candidates or did the candidates probably not bother having a drink? Or <laughs> uh, No, he, uh, he toasted the other candidates, I think, was it? Um, but yes, you, you wouldn't particularly want to go for a celebratory drink with him if you're uh, if you're not a friend of his. Because um, obviously on the last podcast we did mention um, is it Sergei Stripol mm-hmm. the, um, and his daughter. And his daughter who, uh, who I think remained quite unwell in hospital after being poisoned by someone who may have been connected to the Russian uh, government. Or a dodgy pizza from ZZ's. We're still not 100% sure. Um, uh, but do you know, Vladimir Putin, I think it's the fourth election that he's won. Do you know how he celebrated winning his election in 2012? Okay. Um, what, what could Vladimir Putin have done? Um, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm really not sure. Okay. I, uh, it's winter, he did he have Russian vodka or something like that? Uh, he didn't. It's to do with winter sports. Oh well, we, um, he was in that. He was in. He was in our winter sports not long ago. If you remember, we, oh, he was, we did yes, our. Yeah. Um, so did, did did he do the ski jump or the did ski he... jump against Kim Jong Un? Yeah. How did we guess? Um, <laughs> no, he didn't. What he uh, what he did was he had he played in a game of ice hockey. Uh, there was a game of ice hockey. It was a team of Russian legends against. A Vladimir Putin select team of, I think, sort of Russian celebrities and friends of his. Uh, whilst he was watched by such great, well-renowned figures like Silvio Berlusconi, who was in the audience to watch the game, and um, Putin was on the bench, 
and the game, uh, Putin's team was losing by one goal. And Putin came onto the ice and have a guess who scored the goal that tied the game. Vladimir Putin? It was Vladimir Putin. Oh, well, there you go. And apparently, I'm led to believe that Vladimir Putin is not that good an ice hockey player. But nonetheless, he was good enough to score against a former professional player. So, is um, this on YouTube? Can you watch this? I think he can, yeah. I think he, I think he does it quite regularly, but obviously this He didn't tamper a... with his puck, did he? Uh, he? I don't think he did, but I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the puck now glows in the dark. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I'm not sure if you've ever watched a game of ice hockey when it's drawing after the full 60 minutes. They have sort of a penalty shootout type thing, like in football. Oh, right, okay. Did the, so, did it, the Germans win? Uh, the Germans didn't win. Um, <laughs> Funnily enough, guess whose team did win? Oh, was it uh, was it the Russians? Uh, was it, it was, Vladimir Putin? It was Vladimir Putin's team, and you'll never guess who scored the winning penalty. It possibly yeah. might have been um, star striker, if that's what you call him in ice hockey. Vladimir Putin. It was Vladimir Putin. What, yeah, a, what a substitute appearance yeah. that was against a professional goalkeeper, Vladimir Putin. Are we talking an ice hockey goalkeeper? An ice hockey goalkeeper, not just like you know David Seaman come out of retirement, yeah. someone in his football boots who couldn't yeah. stand on the ice properly, <laughs> and, and he's not very good on ice as we once saw on on dancing on, on ice. dancing on ice where yeah. he, he dropped his partner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not very good for a goalkeeper. That is. He can't even hold on to his partner properly. Um, so yeah, unsurprisingly, Vladimir Putin scored the winning penalty. Against a former professional keeper who presumably dived out of the way of the puck because he wanted his family to, you know, continue living. Um, so, so well done to Vladimir Putin on the on the victory. Well, would you believe his puck? Um. So, really, I didn't have a, a proper sort of theme for this uh, podcast. Um. Because I was trying to think, are we going to do sort of St. Patrick's Day last time? We've not had loads of time to prepare because you only got back from uh, holiday, didn't you, at the weekend? I did. So um, I thought, what can we do? Well, it's Easter coming up. So I wanted to talk about what is important to Easter. Because Easter's a huge, big, massive sort of celebration, isn't it? And we need to talk properly about the, the, the true, the true, you know, the biggest things behind Easter, really. And the main things behind Easter. Like Easter eggs. No, no, not Easter eggs. Not Easter eggs, no. Oh, cross buns. Not, not quite Easter eggs. Not, no, cross buns, no, no. Um, the empty tomb. Or Jesus Christ's tomb. Jesus Christ's tomb, yeah. No, no. none of those. I, I mean, like the Easter eggs and so on. Um, um, the crucifixion. Not the crucifixion. Okay. So, what is important about Easter? Well, it's not the four-day weekend either. Four-day four day weekend, of course. Can't that forget the that. Best bit. It's not the four-day weekend. It's the chocolate. And I know you've chocolate. already mentioned eggs, so that's kind of in there as well. But I thought we'd talk about chocolate, okay? Um, just because... Um, it's Easter coming up, and the main thing about Easter, of course, is the chocolate. Um, so, chocolate. What do you know about chocolate, Fisher? Do you like chocolate? Uh, I do quite like chocolate. Um, my favourite is probably, I hate to say it, it's probably white chocolate, which is not really chocolate, is it? No, it's not, it's... and that was one of my facts, actually, that oh, white right. chocolate's not <laughs> chocolate. It's only got a very small thing in it, hasn't it, from mm. the cocoa bean, a very small... Yeah. I don't know what it is, some sort of oil from it, but that's about it, and it's not actually really chocolate. Does that mean you can eat as much of it as you want and... Everything's all fine. Probably, yeah. It tastes a bit sweet <laughs> as well, doesn't it? Probably, possibly. Um, yeah, I mean, I, personally, I like uh, Milky Ways. Okay. Uh, that's not very Easter. No, sorry, I meant Galaxy. All right. So I'm, I'm getting my Galaxy and Milky Ways mixed up. <laughs> that's uh, that's totally different yeah. chocolate bar, isn't it? Anyway. Um, any 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 other favourite sweets of yours at all? Uh, Chocolates or anything? I quite like Kit Kat Chunkies. Kit Kat Chunkies, yeah. Yeah. I once said, actually, to I, <laughs> um, to someone in the shop when I went into the news agents and bought a Kit Kat, I said... Um, can I have a Kit Kat Chunky? And she said, uh, there you go, and gave me a Kit Kat Chunky. I said, no, no, I just want a normal Kit Kat. And I call it fat as well. <laughs> that's a bit nasty. Uh, that is, sorry, that's, uh, yeah. that's a very <laughs> unpleasant joke. for that next week. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, you can get interesting. Like now, Easter eggs come in all sorts of different forms. You've got, you know, not just sort of chocolate, but like even sweets are bringing their own. Like you can get Dolly mixture Easter eggs and things like that. They've got Dolly mixtures inside of them. Are they, are they named after Dolly Parton, like Dolly the Sheep was, as we established last week? Possibly, yeah. possibly, yeah. They're made, they're made from the mammary glands of Dolly Parton <laughs> and their big breasts. Well, in terms of sweets, also I like fruit pastel ones. You, yes. can get, you get fruit pastels in them as well, which are quite disappointing, actually, because you can't draw anything with them. <laughs> they're not very good pastels at all, actually, so don't try doing any art with them. Uh, but I just thought I'd, I'd read you some uh, interesting facts about chocolate. Do you remember um, Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory? Uh, I do, yes. Uh, do you mean the book? Well, oh, the book is obviously called Charlie Chocolate... Ch- um, sorry, I- Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Yeah. And the film with Gene Wilder and I think another one with Johnny Depp. Um, yeah was Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I've seen the first film and read the book. Yeah, I'm talking about the first film. And do you remember the Chocolate River? Uh, yes, I do. Would you have said that that was real chocolate? Uh, I I wouldn't have thought it is. I would. I thought it, I think it looks like something else, and I've seen rivers look like that before. It it was a real real chocolate real river. Real chocolate river. Yeah, well, which I don't. Which is really odd, isn't it, to do that? It's great that they did it, but you thought that there was would have been cheaper ways of yeah. making a just like. Have a, have a river and chuck some brown stuff in it. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely other ways and cheaper ways of making a river brown. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, but uh, it, it wasn't that. And actually, although it looked really nice, and despite it being real chocolate, it didn't stay nice for very long because of all the cream that was in it, it went off very, very quickly. So unless you were there that first day hmm. um, before um, Augustus Gloop fell into it, yeah. um, in which case you probably wouldn't have wanted to eat it that, after that stage. Well, but yeah, yeah, sure, if you had a fat German boy in there, you wouldn't want to eat it afterwards. It was 15,000 gallons of water mixed with chocolate and cream, so probably would have been quite a watery chocolate. Yeah. It's not like it was mixed with milk and cream, or, you know, it was mixed with lots of water, so yeah. it would have been probably quite watery. But why, anyway... Why just put some brown food colour in it? Although I suppose water isn't the food, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, do you know chocolate was also used as money? Uh, I didn't, know. We're not talking about the chocolate coins, by the yeah. way. Which, some, you know, I don't know whether you'd be able to get away with using that as money or not. I don't know, Toys R Us probably tried, didn't they? <laughs> probably. And and did you find, that? do you remember, the toy, did you really see that the Toys R Us founder died? Uh, yes. Which yeah. is quite sad, isn't it, really? I mean... Do you think it was of embarrassment? <laughs> I, well, I think he'd sold it on a long time ago, but he yeah. started it off, he started it off, didn't he, like years and years ago, and he was, he was the one who uh, even came up with a logo of the R spelt backwards and all sorts of things like that, which is obviously not very good for kids growing up and yeah. learning how to spell properly, but... Um, he was the one who came up with the idea of Toys R Us and, and so on. And yeah, he sadly died. And it's quite sad that he died the same sort of few weeks as Toys R Us went into administration. I'm not sure whether he was well enough to really know about what was going on or whatever. But Yeah, it's very strange. Uh, it reminds me actually of um, the of David Frost. You remember David Frost? You spent Through the Keyhole? All right, okay. He died. Have you ever watched the new version of Through the Keyhole with Keith Lemon on it? Uh, a couple of times. I'm not sure whether you think it's a particularly good programme or not. I'm, I'm not sure if I'd want I'm, him in my house. Uh, I don't think I would. And... and in, in my experience of watching the programme on the one occasion I've watched it, it wasn't particularly very good. <laughs> but the day after the first episode of the new version of Through the Keyhole aired, Sir David Frost, who originally hosted it, he passed away. Oh, right, So okay. whether or not he He'd died watched of embarrassment it and... <laughs> as well, or was that mortified oh, at what was happening? Hopefully not. Hopefully, um, hopefully not. He probably just didn't watch it like most people, to be fair. Yes, yeah, so he's still in his grave turning at the, at the thought of it. Uh, Europe, you mentioned that white chocolate isn't real. We've already sort of covered that. But uh, Europeans apparently love chocolate. Uh, they're one of the biggest eaters of chocolate. Uh, they estimate that the average Brit, Swiss or German person eats 11 kilograms of chocolate a year. Is that all? 
Could do that in about a morning, I think. <laughs> well, some people probably do at Easter. Uh, yes. I've got 11 kilograms of chocolate eggs on my side just behind you for all my cousins and nieces and nephews and all that kind of thing. Well, fingers crossed you actually take them to them. Yeah, well, let's them say, getting them there is another thing. That's another challenge. Uh, Thornton's created the world's largest chocolate bar. In celebration of its 100th birthday, Thornton's created the world's largest chocolate bar, which weighed a record-breaking, um, this is going to be quite difficult for me to say, uh, 5,792.50 kilograms, easier than I thought it would be. Okay, well, that's, that's quite a big chocolate bar, isn't it? Massive it was, chocolate bar. Who um, ate that one? Not sure. Now? No idea. Okay. <laughs> yeah. One of the fellows from the Challenge Chocolate Factory film. Oh, the lady off uh, Only Ways Essex might have attempted it. Yeah. I'm not sure, anyway. Um, what else have we got? The world's biggest chocolate eggs. I thought, well, once we've done the world's biggest chocolate bar, we're talking Easter, so we'll throw the world's biggest chocolate egg in there. What? The tallest chocolate egg measured 10.39 me- 10.39 metres, which is 34 foot and one inch okay. in height. Imagine that. Um and was made by Tosca in Italy. So that must be a chocolate maker, I'm presuming. Mm-hmm. Um, let's have a look. And the, wet, the egg um, weighed 7,200 kilograms. Why didn't they just melt down the world's largest chocolate bar and turn it into the world's largest chocolate egg? Would have surely made a lot of sense. <laughs> it would end up being a chocolate river instead, didn't it? Yes. So, so yeah. anyway. Do something useful with it. Uh, any more, and a few more chocolate facts, let's find out. Um, the chocolate chip cookie was an accident. I'm not talking. This is just a, head, a tie. The chocolate chip cookie was an accident. I think it was an accident. I'm not saying. I'm not, I'm not saying. Oh, sorry, Fisher. That chocolate chip cookie that's just whacked you in the face is yeah. an accident. <laughs> it, the, the actual invention of the chocolate chip cookie um, was an accident. So um, in 1930, Ruth Wakefield, not sure if she was actually from Wakefield, yeah. uh, real, uh, realized she was out of Baker's chocolate and mixed broken piece of Nestle chocolate into her cookie dough, expecting the chocolate to be absorbed and create chocolate cookies. Instead, she accidentally created chocolate chip cookies and later sold the idea to Nestle in return for a lifetime supply of... Uh, well, you'd like to think cookies, but it's not going to be that because she meant them anyway. So, um, what other Nestle products are there? Uh, it was just a lifetime supply of chocolate, for sure. All right. Okay. <laughs> I was just, <laughs> I was seeing if you could guess what it were, but right. obviously, sort of, maybe, maybe been a bit too specific. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, so yeah, that, that's that's true. Um, anything else we can find? You can die if you eat too much chocolate. I'm not sure why that's a fact. I'm sure well, anybody see. eats too much of anything can die. Exactly. Yeah. If you eat too many um, watermelons, I'm sure you'd die if you eat too many. Well. Presumably if you try and put it all in in one go, you'll probably die. It's a watermelon. <laughs> Chocolate contains high levels of powerful stimulant called theobromine. Theobromine poisoning can cause heart failure, seizures, seizures acute kidney damage and dehydration. Okay, is he still on Dragon's Den, Theobromine, or not? <laughs> We're talking Dragon's Den a bit later on, actually. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> In fact, your chocolate probably contains bugs. So now we've moved on from poison from chocolate bars that can kill you if you eat too much to chocolate that it contains bugs. On average, a chocolate bar contains around eight insect parts, but is still deemed to be safe for consumption. According to the US Food and Drug Administration, most foods have natural contaminants in them, um, but there are levels which the FDA deems safe. So anything more than six to eight insect pieces per 100 grams of chocolate 60. is rejected by the FDA. Oh, it's fine. There's 60 ants in there. One of them's been drink driving, but uh, <laughs> we'll leave it in there. That's absolutely fine. Uh, finally, we eat a lot of Toblerones, which there was a bit of controversy about Toblerones, weren't there, a few years ago? Do you remember? Shrinkflation. 
Yeah, they they sort of like spaced out the the Toblerone yeah. pieces, didn't they? It looked weird. Which meant talking about ants, it would have made it a lot easier for ants to climb up it, climb up it because it wasn't as close together. You could get more ants per platform of so. Toblerone. So it if we're talking stung. about chocolate insects in your chocolate, probably made it easy for them. Um, so many Toblerone bars are sold each year that if they were laid end to end, they would go on for sixty two thousand kilometers, which longer is longer than the circumference of the Earth. Imagine that. Just from looking down from space and seeing Toblerones like instead of the equator, yeah. they probably melt if they were on the equator. Yeah. Let's, it'd, be, let's... it'd be a good way to mark it out, wouldn't it? Because there's no actual line there. So maybe if you just get sort of a little triangular Toblerone all the way around, it would make it a lot easier. To just find. not on the equator, though. Yeah. And also, it'd probably be better off like to go upside of a mountain because isn't there a mountain logo on the Toblerone? Is that there right? Is. This is true. Yeah. Stick it up there instead. Yeah. That makes miles more sense. Or plug them. Pl- use them to plug into a volcano. <laughs> And stop them! <laughs> stop the volcano from exploding by shoving Toblerone in there. Well, um, I mean, you know, cho- cho- so that's that's we pretty much finished talking um, about chocolate anyway. So now, oh yeah, actually, yeah, I was just thinking, one of the things that we do before Easter is Lent. Remember Lent? Um, you, I've never lent you anything. Yeah, you've never lent me anything. Um, you've, you give something, you, know, you have pancake day, don't you, before Lent, and you give something up for Lent. But why is it that for this, there's no kind of like celebrations? If you give up drinking, you have dry January. If you give up smoking, you have that Stoptober, that sort of stuff. Lent, just, it's Lent, isn't it? Yeah, just going up towards Easter. There's no promotion for it. You don't have to sponsor anyone to do it. <laughs> I mean, you don't even have to actually give anything up nowadays. Maybe so. they're not allowed to. I don't think... Maybe because it's, it's religious and they're not allowed to put anything... I don't know. I think they need to promote it a bit better. Okay. I'm not... You know, I'm not well, a... we've done a bit on the podcast. Yeah. So if next year, for Lent, let's try and get sort of some proper sponsorship. Let's do it properly and try and get a bit of a head of steam on it. Is it the 40 days sort of thing, Lent? Is that right? I think so, yeah. You give it up Give it up for Lent, as Roy Williams wants 40 days and 40 nights. No, I think that's Noah's Ark. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but never, never mind. <laughs> Oh, well, I suppose it would have to be 40 nights as well. Yeah. No idea. Anyway, um, now we're going to do the um, regular, irregular feature. Now, we spoke earlier on about Ants McPartlin and his drink driving arrest. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, I thought that this was quite a common thing for celebrities to get caught doing. Um, and I looked into <laughs> it. because Well, you, you hear things about celebrities all... I suppose it's because they're in the news a lot, and that's why we find out about them doing it, I suppose. However, it's not maybe as common as I thought it were. Um, but I have got a list of 10 celebrities. Some of them... Uh, have been arrested for drink driving. Some of them haven't been. And I just want you to tell me which ones have, which ones haven't. Okay. There's ten altogether. Five have and five haven't. Okay. There is one celebrity who I really hope is on here because the circumstances around their drink driving arrest I thought was quite funny. So we'll see whether it comes up. Well, I may have left one of them. Shall I name the person I've left out purposely? Go on then, yeah. I've left out Wayne Rooney. Oh, right, okay. That's, that, that, no, that's, talk- that's not the person in question. Okay, so I've left out Wayne Rooney. Because we mentioned Wayne Rooney around Christmas time, didn't we, on our end of the We year did, podcast. yeah, and, we, and I thought that you might get that one too easily. So Wayne Rooney was arrested and um, he was, yeah, he was he was given sort of community service and yeah. uh, fine and banned from driving for two years and so on. So I've got some other celebrities who found themselves in a similar situation to both Wayne Rooney and Ant McPartlin. Um, so first of all then, your first celebrity, and I will give you uh, cheers and booze and so on if you get these right. Wrong, you, you give me booze on the drink driving thing. <laughs> no, I'll probably not give you booze, fair enough. Um, first of all then, Chris Tarrant. Well, this is exactly the person I wanted to... This, <laughs> okay. this is the person I wanted to come up. And I know for a fact he has been done for drink driving recently. And... 
uh, and, and I will let you explain. Can maybe. I just ask, is that your final answer? It is my final <laughs> have, have you seen that Jeremy Clarkson is going to be the new presenter of Once Be a Millionaire, by the way? Oh, is he is, right, OK. Yes, uh, Who, who's not been done for drink driving? Uh, well, we'll find out, won't we? But he's... yeah. He, in which, if he had, it would have not been very good for his career at all. Uh, well, no, he's got, he's got his own ways to ruin his career, hasn't he? I suppose. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure if you've got anything to say about Chris Tarrant in well, particular. Well, yeah, he, he was fine. He, he, was, he was after a pub lunch. So he'd been yeah. out for a pub lunch and, uh, again, it might be one of the situations, not exactly sure how much he's had to drink, how close to the limit he was, how much over the limit he was. Um, but he was fined £6,000 for it. Um, well, actually, to, be, to start with, they wanted to charge him 2000 for it and the uh, the sort of court said, oh, we don't want to give you that. <laughs> and then they booked up to 4000 They said, oh, we don't want to give you that. And in the end, uh, they settled for 6000 Was it done by... After phoning a friend and so on. Was it done by a judge or was there a jury there? So what I'm basically saying is, did they ask the audience? <laughs> not, um, not 100% sure. Well, no, what's, what amused me about this, because I, I saw the story about it, um, it's probably a few months ago now. Yeah, just and, before Christmas. And I was actually going to mention it on the podcast, but didn't get round to it on that particular week. Do you know how, why he was arrested? Someone who was in the pub with him saw he'd had a few drinks and left the pub and rang the police and said... Chris Tarrant's been in here. He's been drinking. He's just left the pub. This is his car. <laughs> Keep an eye out for him. And they went and arrested him. Right. <laughs> so that's that's why I wanted it to come up. Well, there you go. It has come up. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, he was easy. Yes. So he's our first. So there's now four out of the next nine that have been caught drink driving. Next one, uh, Matthew McConaughey. He is a uh, Hollywood actor. Yep, uh, my film knowledge is such that when someone is a Hollywood actor, you have to tell me that. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm not aware of. Well, I don't really know who he is, so I can't really say whether he would or wouldn't be a drink driver. He's, so, I think he's been in the film uh, Interstellar, one of his most recent ones. He was also in The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, um, right. He was in that as well. He's been in quite a few different things. I don't really know enough about him, so I'm going to say he hasn't been caught drink driving. You would be correct. Now, although he hasn't been caught drink driving, uh, he has been arrested and been in a bit of trouble uh, over previous years. He was once caught. Well, what happened was there was a, a disturbance reported um, um, at near his home or sort of loud music and a bit of a nuisance um, being reported to the police that there was lots of loud music coming from his home. When the police got into his home, because there was no response, uh, they found him uh, listening to loud music, sat there playing the bongos naked. Oh. Um, but what he actually got into <laughs> trouble for... Um, he actually got into trouble for um, having drugs, um, yep. possessing drugs on the property and smoking mm-hmm. drugs and things like that. That's what he got done for, not necessarily playing the bongos naked. Well, yeah, I have no idea who he is, but now you mentioned that he was he got um, had taken drugs and was playing the bongos naked when found by police. I do know what you mean there. <laughs> he was tampering with his bongos. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's lots of tampering going on in this podcast, hasn't there? Um, next then, Justin Bieber. Uh, Justin Bieber, he, I know he was done for a car-related incident. I think he crashed somewhere in California a few years ago. And I think there was something to do with him being under the influence at the time because I think he was arrested and there was a mugshot of him. So I'm going to say he has been done. Well done. Yes, he has. Uh, he was 19 years old uh, when that happened and he was uh, done for drug and drink driving, which I'm confused at because I didn't know you were allowed to drive till a certain age. I, no, you can drive young, can't you? But you're not allowed to drink, you can't drink until you're 21. 21. Yeah. So apparently it was when he was 19. Um, he did ask the police, is it too late now to say sorry? <laughs> um, if any Justin Bieber fans out yeah, there, yeah. I, do, I do have a little bit of Justin Bieber song knowledge for you just there. Um, next then, Duncan Bannatyne. Did he have something to add about Justin Bieber? Uh, yeah, probably wasn't very funny, so I'll carry on with Duncan Bannatyne. <laughs> Duncan Bannatyne? Um, I don't particularly see why Duncan... I can't recall anything about Duncan Bannatyne being arrested. Um, obviously, he's on 
Dragon. Is he still on Dragon's Den? I think he's. I don't think he's on it anymore. Is Not he? sure. I think he might, might be. I think he might have left now. Yeah. Um, he runs a health club, doesn't he? Bannertines. So I think he's healthy. He's fit. So I don't think he'll be caught drink driving. So I'm going to say that is false, and he you hasn't been done. You will be wrong. So you got your first one wrong there. Yes, it was a long time ago before he made his millions. He was pulled over on suspicion of drink driving and he refused to get out of the car for a while. And after lots and lots of the police saying, come on, you need to get out. He says, okay, I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> he finally managed to get out of the car. That's my, the Scottish accent yep. I said, but I, I tried to keep it to a minimum and only say as little as I could so that it wasn't that bad. And he did finally get out. The worst thing about it is um, it was one of his early uh, ventures, business ventures, and he was actually a taxi driver. <laughs> so then he got banned from driving. So that, that, so that made no business sense at all yeah. to say that he's a dragon now. It made uh, not very good much sense at the time. Uh, but I think he's changed his ways since then. I think he had lots going on at that time as well. Um, but um, obviously... Obviously, uh, not something he'd be tried to catch, but not something he'd be caught doing now. I don't think, yeah. especially running a health club and all that kind of thing. Wasn't his arrest also quite controversial? Because he was a, he was arrested by a female police officers, wasn't he? And he tried to start chatting her up. Can you remember that? Yeah. Did he? Yeah. He Dirty said, dunk. Uh, uh, what a disgrace! I mean, he said to the female police officer that he wants to try and put ten percent of himself into her. <laughs> oh, Do I need? Oh. <laughs> I think it deserved that. Anyway, next then, Bill Gates. Bill Gates, I can't imagine Bill Gates even drinking, let alone um, being done for drink driving. I just, I can't. Bill Gates is, is a classic nerd, isn't he? Jumper wearing, sorry, I'm wearing a jumper, so I can't really, I'm sorry, <laughs> so I can't really criticise people being jumper What's wearing What's wrong nerds. wearing jumpers? Who says nerds don't oh, wear jumpers? Have well, to wear jumpers. Well, all right, sort of cardigan, yeah, glasses, all that sort of stuff. It does say nerd in bigger letters across Fisher's jumper. It does, it does not. Um, but it's, I don't think it can be done for drink driving Bill Gates, so... Although, it, is, is, the, is the joke going to be that your, his computer crashes quite a lot? <laughs> it's not going to be that joke, okay. no. Uh, so I'm going to say he's not. He's not? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yes, he, he hasn't been caught drink driving. However, I've included him because he was arrested for driving without a license and reckless driving. And this is when he was really, really young. Um, so he was driving along. Uh, the police saw something suspicious. Uh, they pulled up and then tapped uh, on the glass, and uh, he wound his windows down. Hey. Uh, <laughs> but no, he was. A couple of times in the 70s, he was actually arrested for driving without a licence and reckless driving. Um, but, you know, what he's gone on to do. Yeah, isn't it amazing that the founder of Microsoft was done for not having the right licence in place? <laughs> yeah. Uh, on to the next one, then. Uh, so that's uh, Bill Gates and Lee Ryan. Lee Ryan from... from um, he was in a boy band, Blue, wasn't it? There was four members. Yeah. Um, Lee, Ryan, Duncan and James. Is that right? No, sorry, that's not right, is it? Um, what would if... happen if Blue were to merge with, like, Simply Red? Would you, like, get, like, is it brown or something? Very, uh, uh, purple, I think. Purple. <laughs> you get deep purple. Um, so I, th- I think I actually mentioned Anthony Costa as well. was another member of Blue. I seem to recall a number of years ago there was a story about Lee Ryan being done drink driving, so I think he has been done. Okay. Well done, he has. I know. I think it sounds odd that we're, we're applauding people for drink yes. driving here, but well we're, we're, we're not actually applauding, we're applauding Fisher's correct answers. Yes, he was uh, done for drink driving. Again, it was a sort of difficult time in his life. Not saying, you know, Being we're saying blue, it's yeah. okay, we're not saying that. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, he was arrested on suspicion. He was arrested um, for drink driving, sorry. Um, he's put alcohol and everything all behind him now, although he did recently accept a job as a barman on EastEnders, I saw, uh, not so long ago. So I'm not sure whether that's the best job for him. Um, next then, Stephen Fry. 
Stephen Fry. Um, he drove a taxi through America. I know that much, Stephen Fry. And he he has his issues, doesn't he, Stephen Fry, with sort of drugs and potentially drink as well and, and depression and what have you. But I don't recall him ever being involved in a drink driving incident. So I think he hasn't been done. Again, well done. Another correct answer. I think you've only got one wrong so far, haven't you? Uh, he hasn't been uh, in trouble for drink driving, although he did uh, spend three months on remand from prison. Uh, so yes. basically, three months on remand. I don't know if you know this. For do you know what it was? Uh, it was it was involving credit card fraud. In his it years, was in seventeen. Yeah. He stole somebody's credit card. Yeah, uh, and he was yeah um, involved in that. So that's a bit of uh, intelligence for you there. Yeah, convicted fraudster. I mean, it's it's amazing. Some people say I would never trust anyone who was a convicted fraudster, but probably Stephen Fry is probably one of the most trusted people in the country. Would have thought. Yeah, definitely. So amazing. So I just wouldn't trust him on my credit card, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like here, have my debit card instead. <laughs> uh, next then, Hugh. Grant. Hugh Grant. Uh, oh, Hugh Grant. Wasn't he... Oh, was he done for drink driving? He was done for something involved... Was something... Did he get done for drink driving? It turned out he got a prostitute in the car. Or have I just massively libelled Hugh Grant there? Yeah, yeah and, and, uh, he, and he will take it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does have a history of such things. I found that out by listening to his voicemails on his phone, I think. Um, I, oh, there was some kind of story about him being arrested in America a number of years ago, and I think drink driving may have had something to do with it, so I'm going to say that's true. No, I'm, as, as far as I'm aware, not to do with drink driving. He was caught in a compromising position with a prostitute. What position? Who yeah. knows? <laughs> um, but he was caught with with a, apparently a, a prostitute. Whether it was a, I don't know if it's a well known one or I'm not sure, not 100 sure. But he was caught doing something like that and got into a bit of trouble over over that. Basically, it wasn't Stormy Daniels, was it? It wasn't Stormy Daniels. Oh, actually, who... so, oh, so, to be fair, actually, isn't the prostitute as far as I'm aware? She's just an adult film star. Oh right, okay. Um, who allegedly has. Uh, been involved in an affair with Donald Trump. Not something she wants to get out, is it? Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I was reading this story about the uh, you know fake blonde-haired person with the massive breasts, and I thought, as well as Donald Trump, she's, he's also been going out with Stormy Daniels. <laughs> uh, next then, Will Smith. Uh, ooh, Will Smith. Um, I, oh, I, I can't recall anything to do with Will Smith and drink driving, um, although perhaps he was caught drink driving in his younger years and then was sent off to live with his auntie and uncle in Bel Air <laughs> to make sure he became a better person. Um, but I'm going to say that he wasn't caught drink driving. Uh, you would be correct. Yeah. No, he wasn't caught drink driving. He was actually, though, it's quite a long time ago, but he was arrested after a brawl which nearly left a man blind, um, which at least he meant he wouldn't have to watch any Will Smith movies, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, he actually got into a bit of trouble. I think it was a bit of a, I don't know if it was a drunken brawl or something, and he was arrested and charged with, I think it was assault or fray or something like that. Um, was, was he not filming part of the film Ali, where he played Muhammad Ali? <laughs> possibly. If anything, what he should have done, he's got out his uh, neuralizer and uh, yes. set that off, and then nobody would have been Real, able to remember the incident, I suppose. Yeah, uh, um, that was from Men in Black, weren't it? I, I think, think that so, one. Yes, yeah. uh, Next then, finally, as well, so you've got only two wrong out of the possible ten. Kirsty Gallagher. Ah, well, I, uh, I I believe she has been done for drink driving because um, I remember seeing at the time, obviously, Jamie Carragher, who works for Sky Sports, um, is not going to work for Sky Sports until the end of the season because he spat at a young girl, as we mentioned earlier, as where Kirsty Gallagher, I think, still works for Sky Sports, even though she's been uh, has a drink driving conviction. Uh, which I think was fairly recent. Uh, and there's and a think... bit of people say that that's a bit unfair, aren't they? Uh, yeah, I've sort of um, seen that. not unfair, but unbalanced, I suppose. In, yeah. in, in the relation to them both, yeah. Um, I'm not sure quite how much Kirsty Gallagher was over the limit, but I think it was quite. I recent, bet. Ja- so. I, I bet Jamie Carragher's spitting. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> Perhaps he thought, I'll tell you what, instead of spitting on a girl, so I was just pissed at the wheel, I might have got a <laughs> bit more lightly. Um, which obviously wouldn't be a, a very good thing to do, clearly. So I, I believe, yes, she has had a conviction for Prince Well done. So that means you only got two out of the ten uh, wrong, I think. You've done really well, eight out of ten. Uh, yes, she did. Um, she got, it was not long ago, was it? I think it was back in sort of September. She was like Wayne Rooney, actually. She was or, she was banned for two years from driving and ordered to do 100 hours community uh, community service or community work, which usually involves litter picking, emptying bins, uh, cleaning public toilets, or in this case, for Kirsty Gallagher, they sent them to watch Sunderland play. So, um, so <laughs> equally really bad. equally as bad. So there you go. Um, and I think it's just worth saying, kids. Oh, not kids, because kids don't generally yeah. drive. Kids, don't drive. <laughs> don't drive, and especially don't drink and drive. Anyone in general, don't drink and drive. Yeah. We're even talking about the sort of morning when you get up the day after. You could still well be drunk, so you've got to be yeah. really careful. Don't drink and drive. It's not worth it, is it? And don't spit out of car windows yeah. at children. And children don't drink or drive because you're not able to either of them. Unless they're on fire. Yeah. So I think that's uh, pretty much everything. I think we've covered everything for today. Um, sorry if it was a little bit uh, more off the cuff, I suppose. We didn't really think do, do as much planning on this occasion, did we? But uh, We didn't. Who would have known? You wouldn't have known if I'd have not told you that. Yeah. It's Giving it away now. It's not very good even when we do plan it, so it doesn't make <laughs> any difference. Uh, but obviously that's pretty much the end of our podcast. You can get in touch with us on www.wasteofbothspace.co.uk. Leave us reviews on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever else you might listen. You can uh, rate us, leave us reviews. You can tweet us at Waste of Web Space. Uh, well, at Waste of Web Space. And there's also a Facebook page. There's a Facebook page. If you're on Facebook, then I'd line you that. It's probably just been stolen and used to uh, help manipulate uh, an election campaign. But, you know, on the plus side, you can visit our Facebook page. Yep, where we will persuade you to vote me yep. as the best podcast presenter rather than Fisher. Yep, uh, Jimbo can be the one who replaces Ant on Andex <laughs> Takeaway. Uh, I think that might be taken up by Dwayne Johnson The Rock with the sound of it. Yeah, and did you hear that Bruce Willis was possibly going to be on the yeah. last episode as well, yeah? Very, very strange. I just don't understand where they fit in, but never mind. Um, I think that's pretty much it, really. We'll be back, hopefully, sooner than uh, this last episode. Maybe we'll squeeze an extra uh, episode in soon for the fact that we missed a couple of weeks yep. compared to what we normally do. We've so, got a four-day we weekend over Easter, so hopefully we'll try and make the most of that. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.